Live from Washington, D.C., it's Quintessential Listening, Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. My special guest is Dr. Sunit Madan. Mere words cannot describe what she brings to the world. Because this is a poetry podcast, we will focus on her contributions to the field of poetry. For the entirety of her bio, please read it on the description page. But I will say, Dr. Sunit has been widely anthologized for her poetry and short stories. Poinsettia, her debut collection of poetry, published by Blue Rose One, it was published in 2023. She has published her work in the Indian Poetry Review and Asian Literary Society. Artist Sunit has won numerous awards internationally for creative expression in painting and writing, including Master of Creative Impulse, International Achievement Award, and World Literature and Creative Arts during the World Poetry Conference 2. Dr. Sunit, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Michael, for having me on the quintessential listening poetry online radio. I am so glad to reach out to all my fellow poetry enthusiasts from across the world. Poetry is a language that binds us all, with experiences and emotions being translated into verses. And these being received by those who have higher emotional quotient than many people around us. Thank you so much for having me over. You're more than welcome. I'm just so pleased to have an opportunity to talk to you. Let's begin this poetic journey. I'd like to know, Dr. Sunit, what is poetry? Oh, poetry has way too many definitions, but I would not go by what is a uh, a dictionary definition, I would go by what I feel about poetry. I feel poetry is an echo of the subconscious, which is translated into words. It is the interpretation and awareness of one's experiences, emotions, and imagination, which is conveyed in a language that fellow humans can understand and engage with. It is based on my life experiences, what I feel about life, and what I've been through. It is like what Robert Frost says, poetry is when an emotion has found its thought and the thought has found words. Or something like what um, Rita Dove says, poetry is language at its most distilled and most powerful. Poetry for me is a way to celebrate life. That's a beautiful statement. I'd like to go back to your opening statement about being an echo of the subconscious. I've hosted almost 400 guests and I've never heard anyone make that statement. So let's flesh that out. What does that mean, an echo of the subconscious? See, there are experiences that we are gathering in a conscious state. There are 
experiences which are getting translated into our words or actions. But there's something else which touches your subconscious, which we are totally not aware of. But that something is getting translated into words, and that's the form of poetry. It's the echo of the subconscious which is translated in the form of words. All right. So something like even when, you know, when most of my thoughts, which I gather, which I write about, in fact, some of my best poetry is something which has been written in the night because when I'm sleeping and there's some word or some verse which comes out and I dwell on it. And that's something which is the echo, which is coming from not the conscious mind. So this is what I mean by the echo of the subconscious. Very nice. Thank you. With what you know about poetry and life, why is it important? The way we were discussing a while back, that poetry is something which is very therapeutic in nature. So poetry is something which can act as therapeutic not only for the writer, but also for the readers. The levels of sophistication, the imagery used, the abstraction or the sensory activation. Of course, that depends on the complexity of the phrases, the interconnectedness of thoughts or philosophy, which is inherent to a person's traditions and cultures that one imbibes from. Articulating yourself through poetry gives you the much-needed reflection that can otherwise go amiss while experiencing life. So poetry is thus vital to appreciate the fullness and voids in our lives. Also, also, poetry is cathartic and a healthy way of expressing one's innermost fears, feelings, inhibitions, and any other emotion. This is why poetry is utmost important to let the flow be there. Oh, that was so beautifully stated. I think I'd like to be a student in your class. (laughs) What was an early experience where you'd learned that poetic language had power? I think I would go back, way back, uh, when I was around seven and a half years old. So that's when my dad introduced me to the world of verses. I had met with a major accident, which was life-threatening. And in fact, I was almost declared dead because the pulse had gone. So that kind of accident, which is why... After the post-operative time, my dad had to take me out for walks, which were important for me to rebuild my muscles. So that is when it was not only rebuilding the muscles after the accident, but it was also to make the walks more interesting. He would play word games with me. He knew I was fond of words, of writing. So he would play word games with me on their meanings, on the rhymes, and the likes. This resulted in me having a collection of more than 
around 100 poems by the time I turned 16. So, so the life experiences early taken early were actually getting translated into poetry. So in a way, poetry was my passage from experiencing pain rather early in life to becoming strong young lady who had seen death from very close quarters. And so this sounds weird, but that has been my life experience, which got translated into poetry. Poetry became my predominant way of expressing, healing myself, and bearing my soul. Okay. That's one of the questions. What are some of the predominant themes that you write about? So again, flesh that out for us. Of course, there are many themes that I write about. I write about anything and everything to do with life and living. So the themes of my works are something like even the most mundane to uh, to the most significant ones, from giving birth to a baby, nurturing a dream, resilience of my soul, Mm -hmm. romance and love, and hope despite adversities, and of course, the bounty of nature. I'm a nature lover and I'm driven by it. So essentially, there's no particular theme which binds me. Please share a poem. This is titled Connecting the Dots. Memories from the wondrous past linger, bringing a sparkle in the longing eyes, prompting croons even from a non-singer, embracing all flashes of smiles and sighs. For treasure every moment, say the wise, All have unique lives. Compare yours to none. You'll find lots to thank every setting sun. Even for the squandered times, you'll reflect. As you watch the years lived on a rerun, it'll be stunning how all the dots connect. It'll be stunning how all the dots connect. What is the purpose of that point? When you are thinking about what exactly did I do in my life, whether my life was worth it, whether I lived my life, because many people just try and breathe. They don't thrive. They just survive. So you don't have to be a survivor. You have to be a thriver. You have to enjoy life, this beautiful bounty of life, the gift of life. And the experience that you gain is from the connecting connection of those dots, those tiny little dots which are very important in your life. Those dots could be a death in the family, could be a birth in the family, mm-hmm. could be an accident, could be a romantic evening could be just a moment of that beautiful smile when you're watching the birds chirp in your garden could be just a bird which is taking bath and is fluttering its feathers and becoming all fluffy 
but all those experiences add on to your life they add on to your experience they add on to your understanding of human being and of course being human your book ponsetians mm-hmm. what inspired it the inspiration behind the book is my dad like i said when i was 16 i already had over 100 poems which were ready to be published but i firmly believe there's always a time and place for everything and everything that happens for good so your time whenever it is going to happen only then the fulfillment happens so my time of fulfillment happened now and poinsettia is the title i chose when i was 16 and let me tell you another very interesting fact so poinsettia metaphorically means that it chooses you it chooses the time to evolve and to reflect itself to come into your life that's a metaphoric thing of poinsettia so poinsettia is the title which i chose when i was 16 but it fructified it came to fruition only now mm-hmm. because now it deemed fit to be in the public eye let me tell you more about poinsettia okay, poinsettia is not a flower poinsettia is a tuft of leaves so the red leaves on the top appear like a flower but actually they are just a bunch of leaves so red leaves on the top and green leaves on the bottom and that is what life is all about what is not actually what it is that is so that's true. life and that's poinsettia <laughs> thank you again for another lesson <laughs> i would have never thought that but you're right now answer this question for me all uh-huh. great writers have great writing influences who are some uh-huh. of those and what makes them great in your eyes ah this is a one tough um, question because this is one of the usual questions which is asked about the writers which is your favorite writer or what is the influence that you've had but at the same time it is though being a usual question it is one of the tough questions to ask because something like talk about william shakespeare william wordsworth emily dickinson mark twain or john keats robert frost or uh, rumi or rabindranath tagore or amrita pritam and the league they are most often cited as the greatest writers of their times and also those who have had a strong influence on uh, popular literature and culture they have been praised for the ma- their mastery uh in the language in the meters in the poetic lyrics and other technical aspects but if i have to pick up one strong impact i choose maya angelou she holds a special place in my heart and in fact there's a poem in hindi which i wrote which i usually start off with maya angelou's poem still i rise 
I would not say that she's just a poet. She's been a popular memoirist and a civil rights activist, something again, which is very close to my heart. And she was known for bringing forth some very powerful and inspiring works. Of course, I just mentioned that Still I Rise continues to be my favorite one. And oft-used poem, which I translate into Hindi, and then I use it. For my poem, in which I talk about characteristics which define a woman. So that's where the starting is always by Still I Rise. And of course, Phenomenal Women that she wrote about the strength and resilience of the human spirit. Her uh, feminist streak and the spirit of being the voice of the voiceless is something which really connects with me. Dr. Sunit, we're going to take a brief break. But when we return, I'd like you to share the poem by Dr. Maya Angelou in Hindi and English. Dr. Sunit Madan. As I said before the break, I'd love for you to share the poem in both Hindi and English. You're on. So I am going to start this particular poem of mine with the first paragraph taken from Maya Angelou's poem, Still I Rise, which Hindi translation of which is, Me Firbi Barti Jati Ho. तुम अपने कड़वे और मनमाने झूठ से कर सकते हो मुझे इतिहास में दर्ज तुम गिरा सकते हो मुझे गहरे कीचड़ में लेकिन फिर भी धूल की तरह ऊपर उठूंगी मैं क्योंकि मैं लौह हूं मैं ज्योति हूं मैं ज्वाला हूं मैं अग्नि हूं मैं जननी हूं मैं दुर्गा हूं मैं शक्ति हूं मैं मुक्ति हूं मैं स्वाधीन हूं मैं सशक्त हूं मैं विद्या हूं मैं स्वाभिमानी हूं मैं मनी हूं मैं प्रवीण हूं मैं स्वाति हूं मैं इति हूं मैं कांति हूं मैं कीर्ति हूं मैं क्रांति हूं मैं आंधी हूं मैं शांति हूं मैं शीतल हूं मैं हिमानी हूं मैं भवानी हूं मैं हठ हूं मैं सब्र हूं मैं दिव्य हूं मैं अब्र हूं मैं सहनी हूं मैं सुहानी हूं मैं मोहनी हूं मैं रूहानी हूं मैं चंडी हूं मैं नंदी हूं मैं कालिंदी हूं आनंदी हूं मैं माया हूं मैं सरमाया हूं मैं ख्याति हूं मैं सुनीति हूं मैं हूं सो मैं मींस आई एम and that i am 
is actually the biggest source of life and living. That is your assimilation of the entire being into I am. So I don't just exist. I live my life properly, thoroughly, impactfully. Which is what the influence of my Angelou's poem makes me write about it. The woman has varied forms and appearances or personality based on what is given to her or the kind of impact the other person elicits from her. So she could be a fire. She could be as peaceful like serene, tranquil water. She could be as forceful like a storm. So there are different variations which come in front of a person. And still she rises. She rises above all storms. Please share a poem. So I will share a poem from my book, Poinsettia. And let me give a little introduction about my book. First part of my book contains duplet verses, which is instead of writing like free verse where you have many words in a line, we have only two words per line and they tell the entire story. So it's more of a minimalistic form of expression. Now that's, that's my signature style of writing. So I'll read to you one example. And since it is monsoon time over here, what better to talk about than monsoon? And also about how we are with technology and our heads always down into the screens, we miss out on what's happening around us. And this is why I titled it Enigma Lost. Muddy puddles, hopping feet, football kicks, paper boats, innocent banter, enjoyable rain. Winter noon, glittery droplets, hot beverage, fried savouries, warm fires, comforting rain. So these are different aspects of rain that I'm covering. There are around 12 of them, but I'll just read out a few to you. Now, Kolkata is one place which is very famous for its umbrellas, which are big, huge black ones. Kolkata umbrella, heavy downpour, converging alleys, shielded canoodle, release call, romantic rain, menstruating firmament, choppy waves, lost sailors, flickering flames, unending weight, ruthless rain. And I'll read one last paragraph. Kaleidoscopic horizon, delicate drizzle, 
kissing waves, serendipitous encounters, inward journey, meditative rain. So here I have covered, I'll read out the names of what I've covered, enjoyable rain, comforting rain, romantic rain, ruthless, inimical, dreadful, devastating, invasive, freezing, reconnaissance, reassuring, refreshing, rejuvenating and meditative rain. So it's like a very long poem from which I just read out a few paragraphs to you. First, I will say that was beautiful, but it's also important in my mind to be able to take the paradigms that we've learned about in terms of poetry and expand them. So kudos to you for bringing a new form of writing. In fact, I would like to read out another one, which is very beautiful based on one of the initial ones which I wrote. And it is titled Hope Ignited. It has three parts, but I'll read out only one part to you. The first part is on seasons from the poem titled Hope Ignited. Dewdrops, humming bees, blooming flowers, hope ignited. Balmy days, blue skies, chirping birds, hope ignited. Cool breeze, light drizzle, bright rainbow, hope ignited. Winter chill, snow carpet, warm hearth, hope ignited. So when you have these experiences and you want to put them across in, for me, everything is a way of adding on to your faith and hope. So even when something bad is so-called bad because there's nothing as such which is good and bad because every incident is laden with experiences. So it's like just a positive experience or a little less positive experience but which teaches you something. So everything for me is just an experience and you gain out of it, you learn out of it, you grow with it. Which is where hope is always there and if hope is there in your heart Believe me, life is beautiful. Thank you. During this election process for poems in Poinsettia, how did you decide which poems to choose? Uh, When I was selecting the poems for Poinsettia, I had it very clear in mind that I am going to cover different themes. I am going to write about my experiences or the shared experiences of any human being. I'm going to write about nature or the moon, which I feel many people connect with the moon. And I wrote about the moon. There were around two two or three poems in it. And I also wrote a verse to my son. And being a single mom, it was very tough to bring him up, especially when the teenage time is there. 
And that's a time when children feel they know it all. Yeah. But uh, there are so many things that you want to convey, but they are not receptive. So when this poetry book was launched, I had an art lit adaptation. The dance form which is there and I had the professional actors also performing on my poetry. So it came as a surprise to my son who was sitting in the audience. I was also on the stage performing with them. And when I read out this particular poem to him, to what all I had been trying to convey, I could see tears in his eyes. So many people sniffing in the hall. Of course, the focus lights were on me, so it was all dark. But then those in front, those I could see, and the rest who was in the dark, I could hear them. So it felt so good that people were connecting to the poem. Would you please share that poem? Thank you. I will. So the poem is titled To My Child. Between dirty diapers and driver's license. Between scraped knees and heartbreaks. Between paper planes and actual flights. Between the PTMs, that's a parent-teacher meeting. Between the PTMs and the ATMs. The automatic teller machine, which you have for taking money from the bank. So I'll repeat that line. No, I was, PTMs, because I, I was shaking because I, I know the ATM is taking a, a lot of my money. So that was funny. <laughs> but the first so, one, what was the first one? You said from blank to ATM. What did you say? Yeah, that's a parent-teacher meeting. Oh, okay. okay. In the schools. <laughs> okay. So start so over again. Start over again. Yeah. All right. Go. So the poem is titled, To My Child, Between Dirty Diapers and Driver's License, Between Scraped Knees and Heartbreaks, Between Paper Planes and Actual Flights, Between the PTMs and the ATMs. You grew up, so did I. Single Parenthood, presented multitudinous challenges, dealing with intense grief, still not letting it incapacitate us, not letting you face the depths of your despair. Though vulnerable and exposed, I stood with all my imperfections and honesty, unwilling to kill my dreams, to force it in any acceptable framework. Unwilling to shrink myself for someone else's solace. Willing to accept anything that feeds and fuels my vibrance. Willing to commit mistakes. At least I know I am trying to improve. Accepting chaos and confusion. As these two add to the contribution. These to contribute to the fullness of life. Loving each moment. Embracing each opportunity it brings along. Taking moments to just sit and breathe. There are a few more paragraphs, but I will just read the last paragraph now. 
you have now grown up and equipped to face life's every test. To build an illustrious career, you will fly away from the nest. As you do, always remember, I groomed you well to my best. As you do, always remember, I groomed you well to my best. When I'm reading it out to you, I am still getting the goosebumps, which I had when I was writing it, when I was performing, and each time I read it out. What an epic piece. Mm. What a loving piece. Thank you. What a real piece. What I'd like to know is, they say that to see the world with complete honesty, one should look to comedians, artists, and poets. What do you think emerges naturally from your work? What comes from you when you're writing? See, it's anything that touches a chord with my soul. So the emerging part could be a relationship between my inner thoughts and my worldly being. So it could, it's anything and everything that touches me. I don't have any specific thing which I could say that this is what comes out because if it is the nature which is there and that is getting reflected in my poetry, if it is some hurt, if I've had some situation which I'm unable to express myself about in words, in speaking, articulation, I normally write about it. And like I said that my writing part is more vulnerable part. I am more exposed when I write. I think my written voice is much more powerful and vocal than my speaking voice. With what you just shared about your speaking and written voice, what is that mm-hmm. relationship between your speaking and written voice? You said that you don't think there's one. I definitely feel there's a difference between the two. The twain do not meet. And why I say so is because your vulnerability is more easy to be taken out when you're writing for yourself. So when you write, you actually are writing for yourself. And of course, you make it public later on. But the process of writing is much more explicit. I think the written voice is much more powerful and vocal than the speaking voice. Because the speaking voice, it actually starts articulating based on the reactions it is getting from the other person. So there's a level of sophistication or mannerism which is desired or desirable by the society or the professional setting and which requires a certain demeanor while interacting with others. So the speaking voice normally becomes far different from what you're actually feeling. Your inner voice is the true voice which comes out when you're writing. That's what I feel so. So my written voice is something which is very uninhibited and bold. And it challenges the norms most frequently. And it is usually unafraid of showing its vulnerability as well. 
I think for me, it's just the opposite. It's my speaking voice. It's the one that carries my message. That's where I'm the strongest. That's the voice that whenever I've completed a piece, that's when the vulnerability sets in. Mm-hmm. When I am speaking out, you will mm-hmm. be surprised. I usually get tongue-tied. <laughs> so, so when it is like in the public, when you are asked to say talk about yourself, mm-hmm. define yourself, describe yourself, I am the most tongue-tied person because I don't know what more can I talk about myself than what I'm visible. Because for everybody, I am a different person. For everybody, I am, you find your reflection in the other person. So you, the person you are seeing is basically a reflection of what you want the other person to be. Mm, beautifully stated. So you like the person or you don't like the person. They're the, they're the vibration that you feel is essentially based on the predominant vibration that you are carrying with yourself. Speaking of vibrations, has a poem you've written ever humbled or frightened you? Ah, uh, yes, there have been instances. There have been instances where the piece has come out so beautifully that I find it hard to believe that, oh, I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Really? I sometimes, not sometimes, many a times I feel that once I have written the uh, poem, I sit back and I'm into that mode that, did I really do it? Did I really write that? Because you don't know where the flow is happening. And I firmly believe in the traveling soul or the gypsy soul that I have. Something which has probably been reincarnated. (laughs) And so it carries the experiences of the previous soul and surprises your current being. So yeah, there have been instances. Please share a poem. So I'll share a small one right now. which is titled Longing for Spring. Cerulean skies meet floating clouds, wafting fragrance spread all around. Heart nurtured the thought of spring, but was beaten by the autumnal storm. As I bent to pick the shattered shards, of once the portrait of love and warmth. I yield again to the hopeless dreamer and struggle to hum a soundless song. I yield again to the hopeless dreamer and struggle to hum a soundless song. Thank you. Sunit, you shared that the words good and bad, you don't deal with them in the traditional way. But the world we live in, there's good, there's bad, there's ugly, as well as the indifferent. What I'd like to know from you is, what do you view as being the role of a poet in modern day society? 
see the world of a poet has remained what it was like it's not that things have changed because for a poet poet the world is what he feels or she feels and with the predominant emotions or the predominant situations which if we look into the like current scenario post pandemic it has been something which has affected almost every poet so if we actually see since times immemorial and the folklore that uh, you know which connect and communicate with the masses usually the bards used to sing about the socially significant messages in simple languages and artistic expressions and those folklore were pretty memorable and easy to understand so the poet then and now is going by the medium to communicate is the same the words the situations also were different at that point of time but in a way similar because if the hardships were there there were hardships. hardships of a different kind today the hardships are there of a different kind impact as such on poetry by then and now i don't think there is too much of a difference between the situations then and now i feel the role of the poet has remained as significant as ever because poetry is a powerful means of engagement with the community the poets they serve as the advocates of social justice causes or the participants in the cultural exchange programs to promote cross cultural understanding which is true now also and it was true then also they give their own unique perspective and creative voice to inspire to challenge and to enrich the world around them view yourself as being more of a storyteller or wordsmith or a combination no every poet is a storyteller mm-hmm. in his own right mm-hmm. i do write stories as well some of my short stories have won awards there is this uh, group which is called the chandigarh literary society and i have been awarded twice by them for my short story and there are many books of which in which i have been a part of and i've contributed my short stories to that i'd like to invite you to come back because we feature short story writers on this program sure enough how would you classify your ability to write poetry as a creative gift or creative art please explain your choice i would say that it is a creative gift which has been given to me and it's a part of my dna i would say that it's a part of my dna because my grandfather and my great grandfather they have been from the literary fields and my father who was a wordsmith by passion and a banker by profession so it's like kind of natural inclination towards poetry having a creative heart uh, the ability to see beauty and the meaning in everyday experiences the ability to go beyond what is visible to explore and experiment with different forms of writing it came all naturally to me because 
life gave me so many experiences i just talked about one experience that was the close shave actually i had traveled out of my body so i have been through the tunnel and seen my body from outside of which it has been a very different experience altogether and i besides more i have also been through a hydraulic failure of an aircraft so there have been situations which have been like drastically different and they have given me a lifetime in those moments so i have lived many lives to get to this writing which has which comes absolutely naturally in the flow with me it's because in this writing i find immense solace i find it is more cathartic for me it calms my anxious nerves and it also helps me to deal with my difficult situations emotions or experience in the entire process of writing we've come to my favorite part of the program which I've been mm-hmm. being a mini poetry concert share three or four of your poems back to back without interruption from me thank you so i'll start off with the first poem which is titled conversations with the moon perched on the deck by the sea i await your appearance fervently reflections of you have me caught up in a reverie as you rise in the sky gently you are my confidant my forever companion my omniscient nightingale i can narrate to you without feeling inane a millionth time the same tale you watch everything yet remains stoic and serene and sans a touch you embalm me beacon to the ship of my life in the blanket of night silently you guide me in the blanket of night silently you guide me there's another one which is very close to my heart dandelions are very fragile and yet they have so many good properties so i uh, have titled this poem fragile dandelions rushing through the maddening crowd chasing the elusive stillness of thought journeying into the secret and forbidden seeing grains of attachment from love bathing in the illuminating showers of bliss tantalized by pulpy soft sweetness of freedom bathing in the illuminating showers of bliss tantalized by pulpy sweetness of freedom finding greater aliveness in randomness escaping the absurdity of regimental living widening the boundaries of my being discovering self in improbable ways with all paths leading to the destined with all paths leading to the destined 
And I wind up with this last uh, poem, which is, which I told you earlier that I, it's very close to my heart. And because it's something like a motto, which I think everybody should carry in their hearts. The poem is titled, You Matter. Unsolved puzzles in the heart, locked like boxes without keys. There's a reason to let them be. Let the innocence in you stay, leaving self-doubt miles away. You are enough. Believe that. You are enough. Believe that. Give yourself another chance. Let yourself be your romance. Let go of those who stifle you. Shake yourselves out of the blues. Breathe in life. Embrace peace. You have only yourself to please. You have only yourself to please. Thank you. What an incredible set and a message that I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Now, when you write, are you attempting to resonate with a broad range of readers or do you have a specific audience? My sole target when I write is me. So I start off with writing for myself. Mm-hmm. If it resonates with the others, It is my proud privilege because writing for me is catharsis. I want to reflect whatever my soul feels. I want to write about it so that it is out of my system. The best way to release something is Mm -hmm. you talk to somebody or take it out in writing. And that is a very good way of healing yourself. So for me, the writing first comes for myself. And of course, if it touches the other soul, it's my privilege. You were meant to be a poet. (laughs) (laughs) And you claim it proudly, I see. What surprises you most about being a poet? What surprises me most about being a poet? Getting in touch with the most mundane of things. Because a chair which is there in my house, which is my grandfather's chair, became a part of my poetry. Who would consider what's there in a chair? A chair has got so many memories. With you sitting next to your grandfather, maybe on his knees and listening to stories. So the chair has so many things to tell you. Then talk about the uh, Syrian bombing. Yeah, I understand that's a deep uh, impact, which many people would have written about. Mm-hmm. Okay, another mundane kind of thing is a light bulb. So the light bulb and the moth. In fact, I'll read it out to you. That's about the light bulb and the moth and their 
the romance of the moth so it is titled fatal attraction the moth when it is closer to the light bulb it doesn't live that long so it merges into it sharing glow from my lover's face though love he'll never reciprocate fluttering merrily to celebrate the likely unison with divine grace melting into the hypnotic gaze willingly seeking the light and blaze vanishing into his warm embrace willingly seeking the light and blaze vanishing into his warm embrace that is the moth which is having which is romancing the light bulb it is willing to merge into it it is willing to forego its own identity we've almost reached the end of our poetic journey mm-hmm. where can we purchase the book poinsettia poinsettia is available worldwide through amazon and otherwise it is on the blue rose one portal flipkart also has copies but essentially it is from the amazon which is worldwide available what's next creatively where do you go from here i've just started the journey i don't know where the journey ends i enjoy the part of every part of it every milestone of it so by the end of this year i hope that there's another joint publication that i'm coming up with it's already with the publisher and i hope the print is out soon so that's one part and then i'm also writing uh, two more poetry collections of mine one in english and another in hindi and i hope that the explorative journey of celebrating human experiences and the beauty of human life will continue to reflect in my writing i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your work with me and the world your work is incredible insightful i wish you nothing but the best so thank you for being my guest Thank you so much. Thank you so much Michael for having me over. It's a pleasure to interact with you and talk about the world of verses that I have. I'd like to express immense gratitude to you for creating this beautiful world of verses where the platform which is available for the poetry lovers from across the world and I sign off with the hope of connecting again pretty soon. Thank you. Thank you. And to the listening audience, as I share with you every time we're together, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at QLPOR.com